Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to episode 122 of the Retire with Confidence podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Jim. And this is Adam Roberts, the intern for the summer. Hello, Adam. Hi, how are you? Doing well, thank you. So we ran out of topics, so we have Adam here. <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, Adam was supposed to begin you know, a couple weeks ago, but we had some scheduling issues, so we only did Preston that day. Yeah. So it gives you a couple extra weeks to prepare. Right. <laughs> you got the script down now? Oh, memorized. Totally. 100%. Yeah. Good, yeah. good. So I just want to get to know you a little better, right? So our clients can uh, can understand, right? Who's who's in the office and helping with their plans and their portfolios. So tell us about yourself. Um, you know what led to uh, to you sitting in this chair today? Okay. Yeah. I mean, so just as a quick background, I'm born and raised in Dearborn, Michigan. Um, I went to Divine Child High School, which is in Dearborn, and I ended up at the University of Michigan, Dearborn. Um, both my sisters attended there and they really liked it. Um, I was fortunate enough to get um, some scholarships to go there. So nice. um, that was really um, good for me and I thought that would be a good financial decision too. So um, I went there and I, I knew kind of all along that I was more of an analytical type person. Uh, never good with science, that's for sure. But um, yeah, so I was down to like accounting and finances as the two potential areas that I'd like to go into, but I really liked um, when I took my financial planning class, uh, I think it was my junior year, and um, it just kind of really resonated to me. You know, I like to help people as well as, you know, having that more analytical mindset um, and, and, and developing plans and, and that sort of thing. And so... Um, so let me back up one step. So sure. University of Michigan Dearborn. Um, when, when you get your diploma, does it say Dearborn on it or just say University of Michigan? I always wondered that. It actually just says University of Michigan. So it's the same U of M degree, yeah. but it's like a fraction of the cost, <laughs> which is nice. Um, now, they, they do have dorms and such? or mm -hmm. Okay, so I, I just have this in my mind, like maybe a lot of people um, living at home and commuting. Yeah, it's, it's very much a commuter campus. I would say probably like 80 to 90% um, commute to, to and from. But, um, you know, that 10%, which I'm one of them, I live on campus and they have like a student housing, which is, you know, just kind of in the middle of the campus. And uh, yeah, so they have about maybe a thousand or 2000 students that live there mm -hmm. throughout the school year. And then some have, you know, Live there throughout the whole year, and so yeah. That's, okay, that's me. Yeah, so so definitely a good way to save money and scholarships and everything. Right. And how you feel like uh, feel ready to rock after uh, ready to rock and roll after getting your degree? Yeah, yeah. I just finished my undergrad, and so um, now I'm currently I'm still at school, still at U of M Dearborn, doing my uh, master's of science in finance. So just kind of plugging plugging along on that and in the meantime um, I was able to uh, get this internship opportunity which I'm super grateful for it's been a really great experience so far 
Sucking up to Jim. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, you're, tell me about this financial planning class because when I was in college, there was only one, at, at Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. Only one econ class that was like really straight up financial planning related, mm-hmm. right? Like all the other econ classes were just econ theory and all, you know, all this academic stuff. But the one I remember is called Money and Banking. And I, it was my favorite class. Mm-hmm. So tell us about the financial planning class that you took, and how you know was it one of a kind or was it was it a new class? Um, I I think it's kind of been in place for a while, but it's mainly for uh, just students who are strictly finance majors. So it's kind of like an upper level, um, not for you know just a prerequisite or anything like that. So it's more of an upper level class. But it's kind of done through the structure of like the seven-step uh, CFP um, process, mm-hmm. you know, the client mm-hmm. uh, CFP process. And so they kind of go through different aspects such as like creating client contracts and um, how to uh, keep up with like your clients and, and manage portfolios. Hmm. You know, not, not a super, super in-depth analysis, but just a nice overview of um, like understanding what a financial planner does and, and what they hmm. have to do on like a day-to-day basis with their clients and, and how they are able to kind of um, attract new clients and maintain their current clients and, and that sort of thing. Uh, you attract new clients through podcasting. Yeah. Is that what they said? Definitely. <laughs> and interviewing your, your interns. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> right. Jim, the, the seven subjects of the CFP curriculum. Mm-hmm. Can you name all seven? Yeah. <laughs> sure. I know one's insurance and one's taxes and one's estate planning and investing and the planning process. Yeah. What am I missing? Um, I don't know. You went on the risk of a live conversation. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Um, but anyway, but going that, that class actually sounds really, I mean, it's really geared towards people who want to get into financial planning, right? Yes. But yeah. do they, so with this master's degree that you're going for now, do they have anything that allows you to, to do it with the intention of becoming a financial planner? So I, for the master's of science in finance, they kind of have two paths. And so the one is like the corporate aspect and the one is the more um, like investment mm-hmm. um, aspect and so there's actually one class that I will be taking I think in the winter term and it's really cool it's um they have this thing called the Bloomberg lab and they've got like the tickers all around the room mm-hmm. which is neat but um, basically what you do is you take um, the like university's money their funds and and you kind of allocate where they should be invested in hmm. and so it's kind of like a, a class collaboration effort um, to to manage the university's portfolio which i'm really looking forward to doing and i hope that that's still an opportunity in a year or so from now but yeah yeah that does sound like like a pretty fun one mm-hmm. uh they're gonna let you have the 10 billion dollar endowment i don't know if it's gonna be all of that but <laughs> They give you some of it and, and let you work, work with it. And uh-huh. Obviously, it's guided by the professor, too, but, you know, yeah. we get some say in it. Cool. Uh, okay, so that's winter semester, so that's that's just six months away, or? It'll be, yeah, January through spring. Okay. So less than a year. And that's a one-year program, the master's in finance degree? 
So yeah, the way I'm doing it is a one-year program. I'm just um, I'm going full time in the fall and the winter semester, um, and and I may still have one class next summer. Um, but the plan is to finish my master's degree in uh, that would be April of next year. So and I was also fortunate because as I finished my undergrad in the winter semester, I could take like a graduate class like with those mm. just a transition into that graduate um, degree so then you'll be kind of uh, focusing on CFP or I think you said that you want to be more on the the investment side right with you said there's two tracks with the master's program it's you want to take or investment and you're gonna go investment side right okay so so then after that fast forward a year mm-hmm. right do you think that you want to be involved with the CFP curriculum then? Yeah, that that's kind of the ultimate plan. Is um, once I can get you know my education down, then it's going to be gears turning you know over to the CFP and getting all my licenses and and getting that taken care of. I know that's kind of a process and involves a lot of studying and mm-hmm. I'm I'm just kind of getting introduced to all the different things that I need to do, the different, you know, series and licenses to to ultimately get to the CFP and um, so that's that's still kind of a learning process right now, but eventually I hope to start studying and and, and be taking the CFP. Uh, with your interest in investments, have you thought about doing the CFA? at all um i really haven't too much i think i haven't really looked into that very much i probably should now that you bring that up but (laughs) well i I mean i just think of the cfp like as what we do Mm -hmm. right so you're not off base by any means and then i think of a cfa as like hardcore investment analyst that could be working you know it could be a corporate position like working for one of the big fund families or, or mm-hmm. whatever, rather than the client-facing advisor. I think that's typically the way you see it. What do you think, mm-hmm. Jim? Yeah, I would say so. CFA is maybe more behind the scenes for CFP in front of the client face-to-face. So, Like I always think of the CFA as in the back room with a calculator, like a really yeah. huge calculator. <laughs> and, then, and the CFP... And lots of charts. Yeah. And the CFP, you know, talking to the client... Yeah. you know at the conference table you know <laughs> yeah i mean that's it's something that i need to kind of work through and think about as i go along but i mean through this internship experience so far i've really loved interacting with the clients and like being able to mm-hmm. sit in the meetings and you know listen and 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 just kind of get to know a lot of the clients so i really like that and I'm, it might be what i want to get into so Cool. I've got some thinking to do, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, how do you feel about working with Bursley? I love Bursley. He's great. <laughs> right. He's <laughs> great dog. Great dog. <laughs> All right, Jim. What else? What else? Uh, you've been a little shy. Yeah. Over there. Well, you're no stranger to internships, so why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the other internships you've had? Yeah. So I am also currently interning at DTE um, in their treasury department. I'm doing more of like a um, payroll kind of tax auditing role. So it's been a little bit different from what I'm used to, but I, I'm fortunate to be able to get that like 
corporate side and just kind of get my feet wet, see what that's like. Um, you know, because I think this stage of my life is all about learning and trying to get as much exposure and experience as I can so mm-hmm. that I know confidently, you know, whatever I do for, you know, the rest of my career, it's going to be the decision that I know I want after being able to get a diverse range of exposure. Yeah, I think that's really smart. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what else? Anything, uh, any fun personal hobbies you want to share with us? Uh, yeah, I mean, now that it's summer, I like to play tennis. I played tennis in high school, mm. um, so I like to keep that up. I've got some friends who are in like a tennis club. So I always have. And if the time. coach would have put me in senior year in tennis, <laughs> could have been state champs, no doubt. Man. Oh, <laughs> missed opportunity. Yeah, it's always blame the coach. <laughs> the coach who's now selling uh, annuities. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now the truth is, I never played tennis, but I do love pickleball. Okay. Have you ever played pickleball? I haven't. No. Okay, so it's forty and over. Yeah, it's great for forty plus. <laughs> okay. We don't. We're not as quick as we used to be. But, you know, it's a smaller court with a lower net and um, the ball. Yeah, like a paddle. Okay. Not not as small as a ping pong paddle, but not as big as a tennis racket. Got it. And it's like a wiffle ball, kind of like one of those hollowed out wiffle balls. I knew it was in his heart. It wasn't as, uh, like, springy as a tennis ball, right? Right. It's it's not as quick of a sport, right? Right. Yeah, it's forgiving. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But it's a lot of fun. Yeah. We we played in Florida whenever we go. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what else besides tennis? Uh, in the winter, I love to snowboard. Um, my family and I we like to go up to Boy Mountain hmm. and uh, and hit the slopes. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that for a while. I did that. I started when I was really young, and then I stopped for probably about five or six years. And then recently in high school, I got back into snowboarding, and I love it. I, I'm not a huge fan of winter as it is, so I try to find things to like make me enjoy it and like get through it. And snowboarding is one of those things. Uh, have you ever been out west skiing or on bigger no, bigger hills? No, I haven't. I I want to though so bad. Like go out to like Utah or Colorado or something. That'd be really neat. Yeah, I'd be into that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, Adam, uh, we're happy to have you on board this year at Peak. Uh, as the 21 summer intern um, we're happy that you're uh, enjoying your experience and we're happy that you uh, that you like dogs yes right that's one of the prerequisites (laughs) right and you have to have an iPhone yeah that's right (laughs) yeah and we're we're yeah I I said when we brought you in hey I'm gonna try and teach you everything that everything I know Mm -hmm. right so you know I hope that by the end of the summer right then you really can move forward, you know, with all that experience under your belt. Completely. Yeah. yeah. I, I already know that I've learned so much already, you know, just with client interaction and then being able to see just like behind the scenes, like what you guys do that the clients don't really see, you know, and, and creating a portfolio, maintaining that portfolio. It's, it's cool. I really enjoy my experience. Well, thanks again for joining us here on episode 122. Thank you so much for having me. All right. You've been listening to certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast, sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peak 
wm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.